What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Peace, blessings, and opportunities. Happy Sunday, and thank you for continuing to spin the block with me. Now, today, I thought it was very important to discuss, quote-unquote, Big Pharma. Because it's like, what happened? How did they get to be Big Pharma? You feel me? But first things first, it's important to understand that our own government is forbidden from negotiating prices on behalf of Medicare and Medicaid recipients. So if you listen to the history of the U.S. healthcare audio and the insurance audio, you recall that I talked about Medicare Part D and the donut hole and medications and the pharmaceuticals but you can start to put it all together where you see like hey how come our government can't you know negotiate any prices for government funded plans that makes no sense but that's what happens when drug companies are very powerful because they lobby and all lobbying is as I mentioned is practically putting a bunch of money out there to advocate why you think something should or shouldn't be passed. Now, the pharmaceutical industry spends millions, if not billions, on lobbying, which should tell you who has more control. Now, there was a movie that I saw on Netflix, and I think it's very interesting because it really captivates some of the things that happen in reality and we know how movies go um where they have those predictive type of story baselines now in this movie it was called sweet girl on netflix but um aquaman plays in it i don't know his real name but it was jason something however sweet girl this movie was about you know a generic drug that was being made for people living with a certain type of cancer and you saw in the movie that the companies were paid off by the original company to stop producing the drug the generic drug so other people couldn't afford it now when when talked about it the ceo stated that you know of course they use the investment of medication as an excuse for people needing to pay top dollar where he was like you know at the end of the day cancer more often than not is a killer which that's what he tells the families and practically saying if you want to be able to have precious time left with that family member then you'd be able to pay top dollar so as you transition that into the real world It takes me back to a class that I was in in either 2015 or 2016 where a specific pharmaceutical company raised the price of a drug to like some affordable price to $750 per pill. So you ask yourself, how the is that even possible? But it is. Now, recent annual uh, profit margins are up to 40%. (laughs) It's so crazy how much money that these companies have. But at the end of the day, it is free market America. And if you know how to monopolize, then 
it's your gain. So, something interesting. In 1929, the total revenue from prescription drugs increased about 32%. But then in, eight, um, in 1969, it rose to 83%. Now, that's a huge, huge revenue increase. You can see at a point where someone would be like, okay, this is a moneymaker. Like, let's get to it. And your insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies are the ones who negotiate prices and on how much you'll pay for a medication. So if you listen to my insurance audio as mentioned, you'll see that a lot of times these organizations are not in your best interest. They're in your wallet. One of the things that I advise and I think is most important is researching your prescriptions. And I say this for many, many reasons, but sometimes you're on a medication that you should not be on. And I know you'll say, hey, my doctor put me on this medication, but story time. Now, when I was working with someone living with HIV and other co-occurring disorders, um, excuse me, other comorbidities, their infectious disease provider, which who manages their HIV um, disease, had them on a medication that was inappropriate. And luckily, at that point, the pharmaceutical reps would come and talk to us about, you know, the new medication coming out for HIV and how it works and who's appropriate. And this specific medication was only for people that were 110% adherent to their medication, which means they took them all the time. This person that was on this medication never took their medication. So it's like, hey, you're being set up for failure in a sense because you know you don't take your medications all the time. Your doctor knows you don't take your medications all the time. So this specific medication is to manage to be sure that you remain virally suppressed, but it's not even the appropriate medication. Okay. Now, why might that be a thing? I'm not too sure of the term, but there are plenty of providers that get reimbursed from pharmaceutical companies. There's actually a report that I remember reading where researchers saw that doctors who took payment were actually prescribing a specific drug more than doctors who weren't paid. So... As I break that down, what I mean is when you sometimes go to the doctor and let's say there's a new drug out on the market or it's a popular drug on the market and you're prescribed that prescription, for every prescription written, it's like a bonus in a sense. And I say that very, very confidently as I personally experienced that in my own visit and obviously this is something that I've seen being that I've been part of several pharmaceutical lunches where they've come to talk about their drug that they have. So now another story time. Uh, long story short, I went to see a hand specialist for what I thought would be carpal tunnel. Um, they had told me that it might be repetitive strain injury, so they did an x-ray. Whole ordeal. And then 
the consultation after post-consultation, I'm sorry, the recommendation was, hey, you know, you do have repetitive strain injury. You can treat it with over-the-counter medication, like Aleve, if, if should it inflame. Um, you can ice it, but I'm going to write you a prescription for an oral steroid in the same sentence. And me, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need your steroid. It's like, you don't want the steroid? I'm like, no. Like, why would I? Why would I want a steroid? Because then that's going to cause another issue and then I'm going to need a medication for that and then that's going to cause another issue and I'm going to need a medication for that so now I'm good so after I declined respectfully the dynamic of my visit changed and this is where awareness is very important during your office visit so you can actually see who has your best interest and who has your their interest in your wallet now it's also funny because <laughs> In another study done, researchers found 46% of new drugs approved in just 2017 had no or minor additional benefits compared to existing drugs on the market. So now you push this narrative that research is super expensive, but you continue to make more and more drugs for the same thing that's probably have little or no effectiveness compared to the drug that's been around probably. But what do I know? Probably not a thing. And another important concept is understanding generics versus brand names. Now, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to just go look for every brand name of your medic. I mean, every generic name of your medication. However, you should have a conversation with your provider about alternative medications should you not be able to afford it. Now... When I say also to research in regards to generic versus brand name, it comes down to even insurance and office visits. And I'm going to break this down very quickly. But when I was seeing an allergist, I would go because I had this random skin disorder called dermatographism, which has no known cure and no known cause. But, I mean, it, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize that skin disorders and stress are correlated. But that's neither here nor there. So I was going to see my allergist at the time. And I had to visit him every three months in order to get the prescription refilled for this antihistamine. Now, the prescription... That came, me going to see him, that came with a $15 copay, which was fine, cool, whatever. But then when my insurance changed and I had to come out of pocket until I met my $6,000 deductible, I no longer wanted to see the doctor every three months for a freaking prescription. Because now, rather than paying a $15 copay, I was going to have to pay $200 plus for a visit that was less than 10 minutes for a prescription. Bugging, big bugging. So when I did my research, little did I know that the generic brand I found right in Walgreens for about $20. But then when I did further research, the same medication I found at the dollar store. So rather than having to, let's see, every three months, that's four times a year. That's almost about $800 out of pocket, not meeting my deductible compared to a dollar a month. Yeah, a lot of cost saving there. But as you see, it's not just about 
price transparency and the lack thereof. It's also about effectiveness. And truthfully, can we say that all medications are effective? I mean, I'm not saying they don't work. I'm saying, are they effective? And when I say effective, I mean long-term effectiveness. So, as I mentioned, while being on the antihistamine, I realized that antihistamines weaken your enamel, which make you susceptible to developing cavities. So you catch my drift. So it's like, hey, I need you to take this medication, but this medication is going to make me have to see the dentist more. And then it's sick. It's really sick. So I decided to see a holistic provider. And it was interesting where they encouraged me to find the root cause of my issue instead of taking antihistamine, which I can see that certain foods trigger my skin. So now I'd prefer to not eat those foods than I would to take the medication. Because as noted, I don't want to be on 10 medications by the time I'm 40 because every other thing is correlated and it caused something else. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to take the holistic route. So now I don't take any medications and please don't take this as me telling you not to take your medications. What I'm telling you is managing an illness and healing from an illness are two distinct categories. So can we really say that we're healing? Because now let's just throw this around for kicks. You get an antibiotic, the antibiotic causes a yeast infection, the yeast infection medication might cause a bacterial infection, and then you're playing this dance for months. That's just one example. So for me, research is always important. Research is very important. Fact-checking everything. Because your doctor does not know it all. And I've seen that. For example, another client. They were on a specific medication. They were supposed to be on a different medication, but was unaware until the infectious disease pharmacist reviewed their list. So that's why sometimes, too, you can even call a pharmacy to ask questions because the pharmacists are way more equipped with the information than a provider that's just prescribing. So please, 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 please make it a priority to take your health into your own hands and ask yourself, do I want to be healthy? Do I want to be free mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually? Or do I want to manage something? Because... I'll be the first to tell you that I used to have asthma and acid reflux and I no longer experience that. I no longer have asthma. I felt like I graduated from the doctor's office when he was like, yeah, no, (laughs) your asthma subsided. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. But what did that come with? Diet change, managing stress, increased activity, I know sometimes we, just, we psych ourselves out and be like, nah, I can't do that because I have asthma. <laughs> Interesting. Because I started working out like crazy. Granted, my asthma was not that bad. But then we can get into a conversation about mucus and the development of mucus and how that 
also influences lung and pulmonary issue. But that's another discussion for another day. I truly just want you to be healthy and happy. Because, you know, we would ask this question during our classes years ago. And it would be, you know, what, at what cost are we keeping people alive longer with these medications and these treatments? At what cost? What is the quality of life? Because I personally would rather be 80 at my healthiest than be 90 on medications hooked up to ventilators or whatever in a nursing home. And I would never, no, I would never want it. Ever. So that's why I decided to take my holistic route. And I decided to change my diet and change my ways and ultimately change my life. And throughout this process, the feelings that I've realized, the, the, the balance that I feel, the, the health that was restored, and not just on the physical level, the health that was restored in, in every level, I want you all to fail because there's no greater victory in the world than being free. And as I noted, there's several bodies, not just a physical body. So the physical body can't have, if you, so what I'm saying is the spiritual body pours into the emotional body, which pours into the mental body, which pours into the physical body. Because as I also stated, you can be very healthy physically, mentally, mixed up, emotionally unbalanced, and spiritually disconnected. So that's not true health. We need to start focusing on the other factors. And as I continue to move forward through these episodes, I cannot wait to switch gears till we get to the point where I'm really talking about how to heal yourself. Because it's important and it's time. I will always say it, it's time. The time is now. As you can see all around you, people that see you on average once every few months or once a year, if you're someone like myself, cannot tell you what is in your best interest. It's more or less what's in the their best interest. And I also want to leave you with one thing. We're in August. Well, technically we're going into September. And I've been reading articles about insurance companies requesting rates and some request some request ugh, excuse me. Some requesting rates as high as almost 9% for individuals because they project or they foresee, quote-unquote, a bounce back in health services. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've been seeing people doing crates and people doing all this and that, and it's like y'all playing right into it. Y'all playing right into it. Because, of course, if you enter yourself, you got to use insurance. So please understand Everything is interconnected. The systems, your body, 
your health levels, everything. As always, I hope you continue to spin the block with me as we go from hood health to good health. Peace, blessings, opportunities, and I hope you all have a great week.